big rocks and all that sort of thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome again to another... Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back, loyal millions of fans. Unless you're new. Uh, hey, if you're new, then let you're me... You're going to re- love this. You're going to love this. Hey, you like rock and... I bet, hey, I bet you're <laughs> laughing already. Hey, I bet your ears are tingling <laughs> yes. with soft rock, yeah. melodic rock. Yeah. We do it all. <laughs> <laughs> We do thrash, bash, crash, death, death, grunge, grunge. A lot, mate. We don't do a lot of grunge. No, because yeah, not the most interesting. No era of people. No, no. Yeah. Right. So um, let's get straight into it, John. Because a lot of news to catch up on here. <laughs> there is. First of all, this extraordinary picture. That can you talk, John? I'm looking at my levels here. Well, are you, yeah, what? no, we're good, we're good. This extraordinary picture that you set just showed of, me. Set of pictures that I was sent. I'm on, I mean, one of the drawbacks of doing the occasional, and I say very occasional album review, is that you get on these mailing lists of various companies that put out endless you know, rock albums. By groups and you've never you, heard of. By groups of. you've either vaguely heard of or never heard of. Or, or remember and the, from 1969. And, be, yeah, and because it's dirt, because in, that, in fact, it's not even dirt, it's now free. All you have to do is send a link in an email and say, click on the link and you, journalist person on my mailing list, I don't care who you are, you're on the mailing list, along with, you know, 60,000 other people, you can listen <laughs> to this new record. And then you click on the link and you get the press kit and the record. Yeah. And it was the new record from Joe Lynn Turner. Oh. From I surrender, I surrender. Yeah. What you say next time? It was only 50 years ago or whenever it fucking was. It's only 50 years ago or whenever it was. I surrender. Did Russ, Russ Ballard wrote that one, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Did, did, did. did it mention New York in the song anywhere? Because it was Russ's trick wasn't it i know yes he did he said no you've got to put it in the title if you because film companies when they make a they're putting a soundtrack on and he wrote uh was it new york groove or something it's yeah. called which he ace freely had a hit with that. yeah and he wrote that i'm back he said back he in just, the new york the day groove. that i interviewed russ he just cashed a rather trousered a rather splendid check for new york groove well you again know. you know john i i think you and i need to for our new band alpha male yeah, that our new the first single should be New York. New York, yeah, that's it. Yeah, New York Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. So anyway, so, uh, t- Joe so Lynn send Turner. This link, click on it, and obviously, you know, I, I mean, I, who knows why? How old's Joe Lynn Turner now? Well, in his sixties, got to be hitting seventy. Long career. 
Pushing um, 70. The, the one thing... Now, look, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not going to be unkind about this, but the one thing... Because you're, you're a very kind I'm fan. Kind you're a very kind man. The one thing, everyone, whoever wrote or saw or did anything about Jeremy Turner knew that he wore a wig. What? <laughs> because you... You're you know, kidding. In the way... You remember when you no! Used, when you used to present... Uh, Monsters of Rock. Monsters of Rock. That's what it was I used called. to do a show you on used to have Sky. A wig. You had a wig. Did I fuck you have did. a wig? You look while well, looking at you now, and I'm looking at you then. There's something different. There is definitely something different. Yeah. But, it, but if I had a wig then, I'd still be wearing it now, wouldn't yeah. I? Well, Instead, I I've got my pretend bald cap on. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was anticipating got, the 21st those, century. When you did all those big shows with Francis Rossi that we were talking about. You didn't want to be recognised afterwards. So you took your bald cap off and your hair, you had your hair back. Just and fell you just down. Le- you just yeah. left. Like a curtain of hair over yeah, my over eyes. Your face. And people just thought you were like a status quo. Yeah. Do you know, I, I, come to see them. I still have the occasional dream where my hair has grown back. Really? Yeah. You know, that's very significant. I think it's symbolic of having a large penis, yes. is what I read. I, you wish it would grow back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no. Nah. No, nah, I've got no need for it now. No need. You've sired your children. Well, let's not go too far down that road. A lot of a lot of young hot women find it very intriguing. They, an older man. An older man with yeah. plenty to show for it. Yeah, and his little little time. I what? can't get it anyway. Yeah, anyway, jo- anyway, so, 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 so anyway, everyone jo- knew that so, Well, you say everyone. I didn't it, know. He used to wear a wig. Because there used to be a whole section in Kerrang about people who wore wigs. Syrup of the week. Syrup of I the week. I used to write and that it, it's page not, myself. It's not as if Jolene Turner was in an exclusive club in wearing a wig. No, he was just the one everyone knew everyone about. Everyone knew because it hovered a couple of inches above his head. And sometimes it would tilt onto his eyebrows yeah. and sit there. Yeah. Because also he did his eyebrows. He used yeah, but, to paint but, his but eyebrows. But also, who was it? Oh, it was Terry. Wogan, you remember Wogan when he used to present his TV show? He used to wear a, a yeah. not a, a partial, you know, I, over the top. I, I told you that. Yeah, and it was, but the great thing was, was he had like one he'd wear as if he'd just have his hair cut. Yes. Then he had another one for sort of two weeks post haircut, and then another one three weeks, but and then he just pretended he had his haircut again. Do you know but how I know the, that? Do you know the, how I know it? Because I told what you, you. Yeah, that's what, but because you had them when you did, did Monsters I? of Rock. You had <laughs> you had a, a mullet one, and uh, then it grew a bit longer, and you had, and then when you know when you wanted to. Go back to being... Go incognito. When you had, when you, no, when you like had Robert Plant on or someone, you didn't want you to think you were just a, a hair metal. You'd put the, you know, the edgy one on. No, what used to happen was I used to have my big metal do... Yeah, you do you wear that when you on do... On my head. When you're interviewing Coverdale. That's right. That. But then when I would leave the studio to avoid the hundreds of fans, I would take it all off, put on sunglasses... And, and and I'd just glide through. They wouldn't know it was wouldn't me. Know who it was. They wouldn't know it was me. And the fact you're a lot smaller than most people think. And you are. and in fact, that you know, I, to your advantage. Yeah, yeah, having seen me on TV, they're expecting this kind Huge. of Brad Pitt kind of yeah, guy. guy. But instead, I'm a little you're, shorter you're like than Tom that. Cruise, tiny little bloke. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Uh, John was showing me. So Julian Turner is now, for whatever reason, after fifty years in the business or whatever, decided I'm going to take off the wig. Fair play to the bloke, you know. 
there's no point pretending. I mean, he's 70. If he'd, if he'd had not had alopecia and had lived his life with hair, he'd probably be without hair now, as most kind of late 60s blokes are. He wouldn't, it certainly wouldn't be the kind of luxuriant thatch that he was going around with. No. In the wig, on the wig or whatever it was. Mm. So he's probably gone, look, nature's taken its course. I don't have to bother packing the fucking wig. And it's a lot easier to deal with. Just it's like the old coming baldy, out. It's like the old baldy head. It's no... It's like coming out. Yeah. So he's come out. Well, you're either going to go the Elton John route, where you have the thatch done, yeah, and it stays on the whole time, mm. or... Well, in fairness to Elton, he could afford a slightly better yeah, do. Yeah, he's got the deluxe. He's got the Joe literally hair. had the helmet. You, know, you take it off, you <laughs> put, put it on, it on a, on a dummy's bed. head, like your, yeah. your dentures. You just put it by yeah. the bed. And in the morning... I don't think he had dentures. No, but I'm saying like oh, okay. people with dentures <laughs> in the, by the bed and in the morning the du- slip it back on. The double whammy, as it's known. The double wig and dentures. Whereas Elton has a much more complex uh, <laughs> arrangement, 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 arrangement in the actuality. Yeah. Uh, but that back to the picture. You just showed me a picture. Where did you find that picture? It came I, when I went clicked. I want on to the share Joe, it with when everybody. When clicked on the Joe Lynn Turner link, it it um it it came and there were like four pictures. One of which he was dressed all in white. And one of which, even more extraordinarily, that I can't find at the moment. I think he had a snake around his neck. What? Yeah. Seriously. Okay. Well, let let me let me do the job. You're struggling to do. Oh, hang on. Let's have a look. He's showing. I'm John showing is on now, his phone. I'm showing the, him on my phone. For, for the purposes of the record, the uh, witness is now showing me. Fuck you now. <laughs> Fuck's sake. He looks like um, the alien in the Man Who Fell to Earth. You know, but, when, but that's quite a cool look, isn't it? Not when he's the alien, he's not. No, no the woman okay. runs I'm... screaming. I see he's kept the eyebrows, though. He's kept the yeah. painted eyebrows, which which makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So, listen, all, all, all joking aside... I think um, he looks much better now than he did in the wig. I agree. Um, I'm a bit worried about the earring. In one ear, he's got what looks like a key ring. Hanging yeah. from it with a key. Maybe that's because he forgot. He he's also his key. got because he's pushing seventy. If he's a day, he's also got that old man's mouth now. You know the little wrinkles, right? Yeah. Um, but he's got lots of makeup on his eyes. He's got the eyebrows painted on, and he's in white. And I tell you what, it, the energy I'm getting off this picture. <laughs> I'm getting La- sort of off strip Las Vegas psychic who'll read your palm for a tenner. Could be, yeah. yeah, or guru, yeah, uh, mental. You know, we have a dog. What's it called? A mental health dog. Uh, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, what are they called? Oh, I can't remember what they're called now. It's like a new thing, isn't it? You've yeah, you're, a, you're, you've you're, got a, a pet that, a, yeah, a guide pet or something. Oh, it's not called that. Uh, no, it's not called that. But, but anyway, he looks An like anxiety he's, dog. Yeah, that's not it either, but something like that. So he he looks like he's come in. And said, Namaste. Yeah. And said, Look, here's a dog. You'll be it, better. He now. looks like there's sort of a, a plethora of suburban middle aged women are about to fall in love with him. Because he is the guru. Because he's the guru. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, he's wearing a white robe. I feel perhaps it falls open accidentally and, yeah, during accident- certain medita- meditative exercises. Yeah, like your shirt you still on Monsters of Rock. <laughs> oh, is his I, shirt open again? Cuts. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I'll tell you a funny thing. You thing. were standing next to David Coverdale. No, no, no. Before we get back to Jolene Turner, because we're not letting this go. Um, <laughs> I did a last Saturday, I, I did one of my, you know, superbly professional MC appearances at Blackwell's Bookshop in Oxford. Not oh, for you? not for one of my MCing? own. Seeing what you like a sort of master of ceremonies, John. Oh, M- MC like means that. master of ceremonies. Oh, no, no, wait. Are oh, you thought I was like MCing? Yeah, yeah. No, Martin Ware, who was an original member of Human League, then Heaven Seven. No, no, Heaven Seventeen, and then he got very rich by producing. He was the one who came up with Tina Turner doing that Al Grease song, Let's Stay Together. Oh, okay. That was mm. his idea. He mm. produced it. It was the biggest selling single in America mm. that year. And his next project was Terence Trent Darby. Oh, mate. Yeah. He was on a golden run. He there. was on a golden run. Yeah. So he has a memoir out. And, and, and Terence Trent Darby's now a guru, isn't he? He's called something like Sathnam something or other. He is. Yeah. I, in fact... Looking at this picture of Jolyn Turner, he's I was thinking, is that Terence? Well, he's been hanging, he's seen Terence. I think gone, him that's and, a good gig. Well, I think probably me, him and Terence are in the same Both. movement. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Move, meditative movement. Yeah, yeah. Robe falling open. Yeah. So, um, uh, so anyway, he's got a memoir out and uh, my publishers put it out and they said, would you go and do this? And the people at Blackwalls know me. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I got there 20 minutes late. <laughs> Yeah, but this is a rock star gig. I mean, it's not. It's like a Guns N' Roses is going to come on on time. No. So it was Saturday in Oxford. There was nowhere to fucking park. I was driving around for 45 minutes looking for somewhere to park. Finally, I found this bizarre corner of the world, by which time I am about to piss down my leg. I need to wee so bad. There's a handy tree. Just next to the, but of in, course, in Oxford City Centre. Yes, yeah. But of course, round a weird corner. But of course, you don't want to, you know, in the act be caught out. in the actuality. No. <laughs> so I'm quick as I can possibly be, and then stride off as if nothing has happened. <laughs> so I get to Blackwalls. Takes about fifteen minutes to walk there. It's a really fucking hot day. I'm wearing a stupid jacket, which I now have to take off because I'm starting to pour with sweat. Anyway, I get there. Martin's deliriously happy that I'm late, yeah. you can imagine. He actually says in his book, he has a thing about timekeeping, <laughs> right? So he's not thrilled, and the people are there waiting. And I, and to break the ice, I stand there with these big sweatbands under my arms, going, oh, don't worry, it's my fault, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh, sit down, and we do an hour and a half. Yeah. And at the end of it, Thank you, blah, 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 hanging around, blah, blah. and then I've got to go to the loo again. I'm on my way home now. Okay, yeah. So I go to the toilet. Back on the same tree? No, no, in an oh. actual toilet at Blackhalls. <laughs> oh, you decided to actually use a toilet? Well, they had a time. toilet, you see. Okay, right. They'd had a toilet by the tree. You I'd have used, used that. Oh, I yeah. think you just preferred the tree. Well, I, in fairness, I think, you know, like people go wild swimming. Yeah. I think wild pissing. <laughs> yeah, it's a new is, thing. It's similarly. It's freeing. It, it is very it's freeing. It's expressive. Trump. In this day and age, it's expressive. And you should be allowed to define... You should be allowed to self-identify as a wild pisser. 
That's right. That's right. Because that's what I do, man. Yeah. I mean, and also... Don't get on... Don't, you know... No, your, phone, your phone's gone Yeah, dead. you've lost it. Now. Yeah. Give it um, uh, that's the first time it's been off in 10 years. Um, yeah, so that's why when people see me sometimes, they go, oh, it's a pisser. You're pissing, yeah. No, it's a pisser. Yeah. <laughs> Mick Wall's coming. Yeah. Oh, that's a pisser. Yeah. It is. He is. I am. I am. I am that pisser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway... Go I've done my hour again. and a half in front of the vast audience of about 20 people. Yeah. On the raised days, you know, giving it. The dais, you mean. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I said, yeah. The Robert Dias. Like an o- odious, what was it you said, an odyssey? An odyssey? Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, right, so now I'm in an actual toilet. Imagine my surprise when I go to undo my zip it's already open! Hey! And guess what? There's a bit of underpants poking out. <laughs> Hurrah! Yeah. Professional to yeah. the end. Yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, 20 people saw your underpants. So what? Yeah, there's more you know. people than that have seen it. In the exactly. Bar. So when you went shop, were they the ones you got <laughs> when you went shopping with uh, Rob Halford? Rob Halford. Yeah. The same underpants from the 1970s. Do you know it's funny? They could have been, yeah. They, 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 were, that, they were the right they're your, yeah, tinge of grey. They're your lucky ones. <laughs> they're my only ones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, back to the picture of Jolene Turner. Turner. Here's, uh, here's the energy he has I'm getting. surrendered to the he has. to the wash of great wash of time. What was that album called that I surrendered? Was it Down to Difficult Earth? to Cure? Difficult. Yeah, you see. It's all about ham and you know. Ham I thought it was baldness. Baldness is difficult to oh, cure, yeah. oh, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was more like various meats are difficult. No, no, it's baldness. Okay. You didn't yeah. know that. No. <laughs> Call yourself yeah. a rock critic. But there's probably Blackmore being arch, wasn't it? Because he was very arch, Richie. Yes, he was. Yeah. So much so, I remember one gig, because he... Funnily enough, Blackmore was always pissed off at his singers, didn't <laughs> yeah. matter who it was. Weird that. And I remember he poured it deliberately on stage, poured a pint of beer over Joe Lynn Turner's head. Yeah. Well, over his wig. Over his wig. Yeah. So, I mean, Joe was dry. Yeah. Joe was <laughs> safe and dry. Sheltered. He, yeah. he had the umbrella. It was, like, it was like standing under the tree you pissed down. Except you've it got your... You dry. You've got your piss deflector on your head. <laughs> it, but in this case, it was a big pint of beer. Yeah. And I, I think there was irreparable damage probably done to. That's why you used to have the. the that's why you used to have the ends curling. Up. So it could hold on so to it. it. Just well, so it sort of shoot out. Yeah, anything remaining, you can sip later. Yeah, yeah. You know, if there's any, he'd shake his head. And turn <laughs> well, he never used to shake his head too far because it would tilt. Uh, okay, yeah. There was one time he appeared on the Monsters of Rock. Show. I used to do a show on the Sky. Sky I don't know yeah, if you know, you? but. Yeah. Um, and Joe Lynn Turner came on with King You're Vape. You backstage putting your wigs on. <laughs> no, John. Yeah. No, no. There was no wigs involved for me in those. So it's purely au naturel. <laughs> um, but he comes on in the syrup. And I swear to God, he, he must have rushed on or something. Because the whole time he's sitting next to you, it's come too down too far. <laughs> it's like almost touching the eyebrow. Yeah. And you really just wanted to go. Just push it back a bit. You know, someone's got a bit of dust on their shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Like, hang on, Joe. Hang on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's better. But I didn't. Yeah, no. I, I spared him Bay, his blushes. King Vey always looks, you know, slightly odd as well, didn't he? You're not suggesting King Vey spends a lot of time in the mirror. He looked in front of the mirror, but he never, uh, he was like one of those bits, never quite pulled it off, you know, never quite. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Had the look. I always remember the classic story of his uh, his press officer once told of um, he came on a press tour of England and uh, he was wearing these leather trousers and you remember back in the day they had those leather trousers that didn't have a fly. They used to have like a boot lace. Oh, yeah, that laced up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so like cross laces, you know. See, and now, she, if I'd been wearing them, I would yeah, not have no. been able to enact the tree manoeuvre with was such, great, with such was alacrity. Problem. So, but he kept, during the press, he kept going off to the toilet. And she thought, oh, fucking hell, he's an, another one of these fucking 80s players just can't stop doing cocaine for 20 minutes, you right. know. And uh, she, by the end of the, like, got to about a Friday or something, and she barged in there after him because he was so late for everything, just in the toilets. And he was trying to do the, <laughs> couldn't get the fucking laces because he'd eaten. So he, like, they were going fish and chips or whatever, couldn't get them done back up. Well, he did used to carry a bit of yeah, a paunch, yeah. didn't he? But, the, but obviously the laces give you a lot more, <laughs> you know, more uh, of a firm hole. Yeah, it's like like wearing you know like a truss or something. Give you a bit more support. Girdle. Yeah. Girdle. Yeah. So he got hinged it all in. It was taking him longer and longer to do them up yeah. every time he wanted a piss. Yeah, I I I just the other night I got home. I'd been away all day, and as soon as I got home, I took my you wife's undid girdle. The laces, I yeah. took my wife's girdle. Yeah. yeah. Pinching me. Yeah. Uh huh. No. So. This picture of Jolyn Turner, here's what I want to say about it, because I'm getting very strong energy from it. And the energy I'm getting very strongly is of Rob Halford, mid-90s, when he came out with the feather boas and the bald head. I think he already had the bald head, but he came out. And uh, he did fight or whatever it was. Was I'm gay, I've always been gay. Uh, you yeah, grunge so, yeah, people, know, you yeah. nine inch nails and grunge people, you know, you I'm be, I'm like you. You may be shocked to hear people. <laughs> I'm gay. Yeah. 
Well, really? I, oh, okay. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's well, that's the energy do. I'm getting from that picture of Joe. I'm not saying he's gay, although there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. uh, as John will, will, will tell anybody. Um, but I'm getting that kind of... It's not just that I'm bald. I'm also more interesting than you thought. Yeah. He does look more interesting. I mean, in fairness, as a, as a, as a publicity strategy, it's worked because we've spent 15 <laughs> minutes talking about it. And no, you know, previously, I don't ever mention, ever remember mentioning Jolene Turner. I surrender. Yeah, apart from that. I surrender. I surrender. And his time with Ingve, which you much appreciated. I tell you what, on the, uh, lastly on this, because we were talking about Blackboard. Blackmore being mean to Joe and pouring yeah. a pint of and beer. mean to Graham Bonnet as well, and mean to Ronnie James Dio, yeah. and mean to Ian Gillan and yeah. everybody. But the thing about Joe and his wig in Rainbow was that, hey Richie, your hair's looking good these days. Because mm. if you look at yeah. the early pictures of Rainbow from like seventy seven to seventy eight, oh yeah, yeah, Richie, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're virtually in comb over territory, yeah. Except it's all that kind of frizzy, frizzy stuff at the top. Yeah, yeah. it's going, you yeah. know. And it doesn't look like that anymore. No. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you had such a thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, John, more yeah. news to oh, catch yeah, yeah, you up please with. Please do. I got a, a message uh, since our last pod. Yeah. From uh, someone taking issue with, you probably won't remember, but apparently, I don't remember either, but apparently, according to this message, I referred to myself as Ronaldo in the last pod. And this person here says, well, if you're Ronaldo, John Hotton must be Thierry Henry. Oh, that's good. I thought you were going to say Messi, but no. Henri. No, no. Henry's even better. They must know that you're an Arsenal fan. Oh, I see. Okay. Or, say, or they just think you're very skillful and retired. striker, yeah. Goal-scoring record setter. Now retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a bit of vuvavoom. Yeah, well, he didn't go on too long like Ronaldo. He's like, <laughs> everyone's watching Ronaldo, but... And the good thing about Thierry Henry was he could score with any part of his body, including his hands. Did he score his hands? Against Ireland oh, in God. the qualifying match. Did they not go on about that for so long? And and so they should. As if anyone wanted to see Ireland rather than France. I did. I did. Me and yeah. a anyway, nation of leprechauns. What, why are we talking about Thierry Henry? I'm just saying I've got a message. Oh, okay. I've got a message. I Very thought good. you'd like to hear that. Thank you. Oh. What he actually okay. said was George Graham, but yeah. I, I, I turned it into Thierry Henry. Yeah, okay. Right, so um, Dead Rock Stars sort of news. Uh, another genuine message, I've got to look for his name now, um, said, whenever we get back to doing Dead Rock Stars... Have you ever thought about combining the glasses and the wig in the way <laughs> you used to? You've got two pairs of glasses. I you beg can... your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. Right, here we go. Um, oh, here's a... I, you haven't watched that Netflix thing on Woodstock 99? Yes, have I have. Have it's you? amazing. All right, James it's Johnson. fucking amazing. James Johnson, uh, who keeps sending in lots of good <laughs> yeah. ideas, 
I've only got the one fan. James, do you want a job? Because you've got some good <laughs> ideas for shows. Okay, I'd love to hear you and John review this recently released yeah. Netflix documentary about the disastrous Woodstock 99 festival. John, go. Yeah, it's really interesting and very good. I think it's two or three parts. And I had forgotten about Woodstock 1999, I must say. When I was out of the business by then, yeah, 1999, what was I doing in 1999? Can't remember, but it wasn't anything to do with music. And, Community uh, service? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Social work? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Helping people, Mick, that's what I was doing. That's what we do, Trying isn't it? Trying to make the world a little bit of a better Be- place. Especially for those less advantaged. Exactly, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, like you said. There was a Woodstock. 1999 and it i suppose it's sort of of a piece with if you've seen the documentary about Firefest, right which was like disastrous but that was that was a sort of a con you know it was a con where there was people that didn't they weren't actual promoters were they yeah they weren't they sort of started off with this idea that they would buy an island right put a a festival on it but it would be incredibly exclusive so it would be sort of forty thousand dollars to go which it was but when, when you got there they couldn't get it on the original island, so they're on some other sort of terrible Hannibal Lecter type <laughs> island. And it all went appallingly wrong. So Woodstock 99. Uh, Woods, Woodstock 99, is that right? So yeah. the original Woodstock was 1969. Yes. So it's 30, 30 years. years. 30 years of so drugs. The, so the old, you know, light bulb has gone off. In the mind of the original one, in the, the wallet of the, the original promoter, one of the original promoters. But they had had a go a bit beforehand, hadn't they? There had been another Woodstock. It was like nineteen ninety four or something. Yeah, something like as that. As opposed, uh, you know, there was no real reason for which, that. Which, other well, than, well, I think that was like the twenty fifth anniversary. Okay, maybe yeah, it was. But like there was so, but they decided to make a big deal of this nineteen ninety nine thing, and the the original prese- uh, uh, promoter is this useless hippie. You know, who's still got the original ideals of Woodstock, man. <laughs> Forgetting that the original Woodstock was a fucking disaster yeah. that nearly went horrendously wrong because there was no sanitation and no one could get in and then no one could get out. And, and, it was, it and was after a, thousands had bought tickets, they ran out yeah, of they, tickets and yeah, people just kept coming. Kept coming yeah. So over half the crowd just... Hadn't paid. But, I mean, there was something about the kind of psyche of the people then, the moment that, that meant... It was so love and peace. People just kind of thought of it as a happening and didn't... Yeah, uh, didn't. Uh, Come 1999, if you do the same thing to people, i.e. charge them a lot of money and bring them to a fucking disaster zone, <laughs> they're not going to take that as a bit of peace and love no, anymore. No. They're going to take that as, right, let's smash this place up and turn it into Lord of the Flies, which is what it becomes. The f- they, they hold it. As near to Woodstock as they can, and but it's like some uh, deserted air force base. So the people are actually, and this becomes quite significant, most of it is on concrete oh. where the people are walking around. There's no shelter and there's a heat wave. Oh. So it's about the first day, which is the Friday, it's about... 45 degrees in the in the sun or something, and it's bouncing back off the concrete and there is nowhere to go. There is no water on site, free. The only water there is bottled water that they're selling. And it's just... So first day's kind of like pretty bad, but people are putting up with it. And I think the first band playing... We'll have to look... I think Limp Biscuit played a second night. The first night is some other 
new oh it's corn that's right it's corn play the first night so again this is nothing like oh hey man here comes santana <laughs> you know isn't this all great yeah no this is fucking corn at the height of their new metal mania and so the first night's gig is this sort of ultra violent new metal mosh pit involving many thousands of people who are mainly already, men or yeah, who, who are already pissed off and they interviewed a singer from Cornwall, he's Jonathan something or other, the bloke, funny looking little bloke, you know. But he decides he's going to go on and whip the crowd up because it's a festival. <laughs> so he whips the crowd into this frenzy. And then you get a kind of quite a sort of dark night where various bits of violence and so on go on. Where, where do they sleep? They bring tents? Yeah, or? they're supposed to bring tents. To or pitch them, how do you pitch a tent exactly, on concrete? Yeah. So people, they show you people are sleeping under any... Or, oh, that's the other thing they do. They then decide, because it's uh, you know, 1999, they're going to have a rave tent. Oh. So as soon as the music finishes, the rave tent starts and Fat Boy Slim is going to play, Norman Cook is going to play, and it becomes so dangerous he has to leave the gig in a helicopter. It's a telling into Altamont. Yeah, it's, 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 it is. So the second night, Limp Biscuit play, the mosh pit, they've got these aerial shots of the mosh pit, and it's genuinely like one of those things where you think people are going to die oh because it's God. so incredibly fun. By the third night, when no one can get Some home, people okay, are still there at this still, point. So about, I think they were like, they reckon like 60,000 people had gone home. But the remaining people there oh, are the just... mental are cases. The, and they the, just, har- yeah, the hardcore, yeah, the loyal hard- fans. Yeah, the loyal, essentially decide they're going to burn the place to the ground, which is what they do. They pull down the sound tower, which is just this wood construction with the sound thing. They pull it down and set fire to it. And you see these shots of the, the place is ablaze. It's an astonishing documentary. It's really, really brilliant. And it doesn't matter if you don't like the bands because it's not no. about the bands. It's no. not about the music. It's about how terribly... And every morning they're having these press conferences with the organisers. We're going, oh, it was a tremendous night of music last night. <laughs> Everyone was thoroughly it, was enjoyed it. Was themselves. that the one that was organised by Donald yeah. Trump? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it would have been better if it had been organised by Trump. Because he'd the have biggest, gone, biggest festival gone, ever. Those people are just enjoying themselves. They're just enjoying themselves. That's all they're doing. It's the media... Yeah. The media yeah. to blame. If it wasn't yeah. for the media, everything would have been fire. great. There was a fire. There was a small fire. There was a small fire. <laughs> but Big, no, it's biggest, a, biggest yeah. fire ever. Yeah. Biggest. Yeah. So it's it's and I mean, that, that's right. The band who were playing the third night was the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Flea plays the entire gig naked. Which I knew he used to sometimes do that, but. They've obviously got. Well, they to, used to put a sock on at least. No, yeah, no. They would he, come out to the encore's naked, but they wear the, socks he plays on their the entire gig, start to finish naked. Yeah, that's a remarkably unpleasant <laughs> thing to do, <laughs> it's isn't very it? Very unpleasant. Very. But that give you an idea of to what the vibe was like by the, the final, energy. Yeah, the energy. The energy by the final night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you saw. I haven't seen it. But well I now worth, want to it's see it. Well worth seeing. It's an wow. astonishing film. Wow. Yeah. Okay, now in the in the remaining time, uh, I just wanted to. Someone else has made a suggestion here, which I don't think we have time to get into. Uh, he wants to talk us to talk about Tommy Vance oh, under yeah. the Dead Rockstar banner, yeah. Which I would like TV to do on the radio, yeah. yeah. TV on the pod, yeah. 
Tommy Vance, whose, whose name isn't Tommy Vance, has that mysterious... Well, John Peel's name wasn't John Peel. No, there you go. Um, Tony Blackburn's name wasn't Tony Blackburn. Wasn't it? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I watched that show. I'll tell you what I did watch as well. It was really good, that show. About, it's just going to sound ridiculous afterwards. show about Noel Edmonds on Saturday night. Oh, I didn't... I have oh, seen it. Oh, my God. Is it good? good? Yeah. It's like the rise yeah. and fall yeah. of this it was tra- guy. And Tony Blackburn's great. He's very funny on it. Yeah. Tony Blackburn is... I used to do a, a show in the 80s on Sky. Sky, did you? And, and yeah. Tony Blackburn was there at the same time. And at Christmas, they would do this thing, you know, inevitably with some terrible shit cheap set. Set. Yeah. And they'd bring on all the different presenters as a sort of a Christmas quiz, yeah. dress up as a twat special. And Tony Blackburn used to kill. He used to completely dot. They'd be like, ooh, Gary Davis yeah. and Pat Sharp and all these sorts of people and me. And Tony Blackburn would come in and just fucking kill, just take over the whole thing with this terrible humour, which is not, you know, it's pretty, pretty broad. Yeah. Um, but in the moment, he was great. Yeah. He was fantastic. Very good. Very good. So Tommy, we're going to have to do. Definitely. But I personally wanted to say, uh, we're a bit late with this. Um but I was astonished to have my attention drawn to the fact the other day uh, that it was Charles Bukowski's birthday on August 16th. And do you know how old he would have been, John? Well, I do know. Only because you told me. You're here, supposed to pretend I haven't already told you no, this. No, I don't know. How old would Buck have been? Well, take a wild well, guess, I guess, John. Well, I guessed 100, but I think... That... Well, you said 100 or 90-something. Yeah. Yeah, I in do. fairness. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred and two. Hundred and two. He'd have been a hundred and two. Yeah. Imagine what he would have been like if he was a hundred and two. Probably no different yeah. to, to what he was when yeah. he died. Um Can you name his final book? What when he was alive? Mm. Pulp. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. good. And also, uh, uh, that is someone else I think we should definitely talk to yeah. under the dead rock stars banner. Because if ever there was a rock star. It was Charles well, if Bukowski. Ever, if ever there was a self-mythologizer, Charles was Bukowski. Bukowski. Yeah, yeah. And of course, his influence has completely seeped into music. Anyway, I, I um, uh, you know, Axel used to wear a Charles Bukowski Bukowski T-shirt. Anthony Kiedis, you mentioned the yeah. Chili Peppers. He always used to. Didn't Bono like buy all these oh, no. really expensive books and stuff? What, on Bukowski? Yeah. Bono? Bono. I'm pretty sure. I can't oh, Google see, it. That, that ruins Go- Google it. it. Go on, Google it. No, I'm no, sure. you Google. Well, I, I'm I going to do it now. You keep it. talking. You've got I'll your Google. phone going. Got my phone. Got my phone. And all I was going to say to John while he's on his phone well, is, is I do like, you know, Tommy Vance wasn't in a band. Charles Bukowski wasn't in a band. Hunter S. Thompson wasn't in a band. William S. Burroughs wasn't in a band. Dennis Hopper wasn't in a band. But all of these people and more... Their work, their lives, very much their lives often, seeped into what can only be described as the counterculture, the rock culture, yeah. truth Although to Bukowski power. Although Bukowski hated it, didn't he? Who did he go and see? The Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones. <laughs> they were terrible, he, didn't they? Well, he, no, yeah. it was a fantastic review. It was about 5,000 words long. And about 3,000 words of it, were the disastrous journey to the gig with his girlfriend yeah, who was right, so yeah. drunk yeah. she couldn't get out of the car and he couldn't find anywhere to park. So he ends up parking miles away, leaving yeah. the drunk girlfriend passed out in the car. Oh, and then there's... There, and then when um, 
Sean Penn is making the film and he introduces him to Madonna and Madonna Madonna really Madonna really doesn't like him or he really doesn't like Madonna or something no I think that might be true but there's an earlier story when when they're making he's written the script for Barfly and Sean Penn has come to spend an evening with Bukowski because he wants to he wants to play Bukowski in the movie Yeah, yeah And Bukowski really likes Sean, thinks he'd be great because he's a tough guy, you know. But Sean turns up to Bukowski's house with Dennis Hopper (laughs) and they are both in their uh, recovery stage where neither one of them is drinking, neither one of them is doing anything. And they've gone to spend the evening at Charles Bukowski's house and and he finds it so distasteful as he's getting pissed that he ended up making... A little joke about Madonna. Oh, that's and Sean Penn took umbrage and stood up, ready to duke it out. Yeah, because and he isn't that when he goes sit down, Sean. I, 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 you, we both know that I could take you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, (laughs) brilliant line. Sit down, kid. We both know I could take you with one hand tied behind my back and a bottle of beer in the other one. Yeah, which he probably could. In in and then Bukowski wrote. The novel Hollywood didn't he, about mm. the experience of of Barfly. and that scene is in it. Yeah. So that scene's in it, but he doesn't. I, I, I've not read it for a long time. It's now making me want to read it. He does he use Madonna's real name? I don't think he does. No, does he, he doesn't use anybody's. He does it, It's yeah. very you know clear who oh. is who. Yeah, all oh, international. And there, no, there is the signal, John. That the we're, bat signal. We're well, right I'll out just, of time. I'll just conclude by reading you a headline from the Irish Independent that's going to make you sick to the back teeth. <laughs> the Thanks, headline, yeah, the headline is The Talented Hobo Who Inspired Bono. Uh, the Talented Hobo. Yeah. That's the ins- how they're referring to Charles Bukowski. Oh, and he inspired Bono. Yeah. Because you hear Bukowski fa- all over yeah, Bono's all, yes, music, yeah, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, all is quiet on New Year's Day. I immediately think of Bukowski. In the name yeah. of love. He would, Bukowski would have loved that, wouldn't he? Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. Speaking of hobo, just before we go, reminds me of the time when Whitesnake, 87, <laughs> yeah. were re-recording Here I Go Again. <laughs> And John Kolodna, John Kolodna came in and gave Coverdale a note, yeah. a producer's note, which was basically the original line goes, um, "Like a hobo, I'm forced born to walk, born to walk alone." And Kolodna's like, you, "You can't say hobo." Yeah. And Coverdale's like, "Why? Because when you, the way you say it, it sounds like homo." <laughs> <laughs> like a homo, I am born to walk alone. So they had to change it for the American yeah. version to like a drifter. drifter. Yeah. And was he right? Was John Colodner right? Was it a hit? It was. It was, yes. It was. Rather a large hit. Yeah. So rather a large hit. Thank you very hit. much, John Colodner. Thank did you, he, did, he, did he claim a writing credit on it as well? Hey, Probably. change a word. Take a third. Take a third. Yeah. He could have done, couldn't he? He might have done, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. And on that bombshell, John. Yes, that's uh, it. We're going to leave it right there. We hope you will join us again for more well-researched, knowledgeable, insightful into the rock business. There you go. Yeah, and life itself. Yeah. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs> <laughs>